Blog Talk Radio. Welcome one and all to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Show Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers, the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in 2004. Parkinson's Recovery is dedicated and focused on providing information, resources, and support to individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, as well as all of their family members and friends. Our focus is on all the types of natural therapies that we are discovering through our interviews over the past decade are really making a huge and a remarkable difference in the ability of persons currently experience Parkinson's symptoms to see profound relief from them. I interview, as a part of my radio show, a number of different individuals, and some of these individuals are healthcare providers. They are doctors, psychologists, body workers, chai, tai chi instructors, you name it. We've got pretty much uh, all the movers and shakers out there in the universe who have anything to say about what's helping people reverse their own symptoms. Incidentally, for those of you who are new to Parkinson's recovery, please know and realize that all of these 250-plus amazing interviews are all available to you at any time of the day, 24 hours a day, from any country for free. So all of the interviews are available on replay which means you can click in and you can hear experts who are talking about what it is that you can do, what steps you can take to be able to see a profound relief from whatever symptoms you might currently be experiencing. Of these 250 interviews that I have hosted on Parkinson's Recovery Radio, about 75 or 80 have been with individuals who currently experience Parkinson's symptoms and talk about what they know from their own experience makes a terribly huge difference in their ability to be able to sustain their life force and to get their life back, so to speak. Now, the guest that I am hosting today is an individual who I'm proud to say has been a previous guest and who actually falls into both of the categories. He's both a physical therapist and an individual who has currently experienced Parkinson's symptoms. So I want to thank uh, so much Walter Mayday for taking the time to be a guest on the radio show today. Uh, Walter, thanks so much for being here. Hello, Robert. It's my pleasure. Tell us all about yourself. Uh, okay. How long? How many days do you have? Uh, well, uh, I think about five or six, Walt. Okay. Uh, well, I started in New York. I was born in New York, as you can tell by my accent. and I went to school and got a degree in biology and Decided I was going to teach. I taught high school for three years, which was an experience. Realized that wasn't for me and went back to school for PT, physical therapy, and uh, found that that was my calling because my interest was in anatomy, physiology, and injuries and rehab. So, and that's what physical therapy is. So, I became a physical therapist and and got jobs in various private practices until I opened up my own practice so I could do therapy the way I, I thought it ought to be done. And I, I did PT for almost 30 years and, you know, finally retired in 2000. And, oh, when did I retire, actually? I, think I re- retired after I stopped. Um, but, I ha- you know, I stopped 
treating probably in 2008 when I was diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's, which was a shock to me. I mean, I was getting ready to retire myself and uh, developed a little quiver, shiver in my tricep when I would push up out of a chair. And, I, you know, as a physical therapist, I was just like, well, that's not normal. Why, why is my arm shaking? You know, one thing led to another, go to a doctor, and they, they do a few cursory exams, and they tell you you got the Parkinson's disease. And, you know, after that it was, you know, well, okay, now I'm the patient. So, uh, yeah, I used, I used what I knew about rehab and therapy and applied it to myself. And, you know, I, I have finally retired and find out I'm busier now than not doing PT necessarily, but doing other things. That brings me to the present. What, what are the symptoms that you currently experience? Uh, currently? Oh, well, yeah, I, I guess I should mention that. Yeah. I, I'm on medication, which is pretty effective. I'm, I was surprised at how effective these medications are, but they are uh, very effective, the different types different types of levodopa, carbidopa, and I'm on some medication. But you know, during the day when I'm on medication, you would look at me and not know I have Parkinson's disease. It's not till I get tired and I start dragging my foot a little bit or I develop a little bit of a tremor or, you know, I start speaking a little bit, you know, lower and slower. And, you know, and you, you could kind of think maybe something's wrong. But until until the end of the day when I'm tired, I'm doing pretty well. All in all, then, what has been your experience with the kinds of actions and therapies and options that are making a big difference in terms of how you have been doing? Uh, it's, a, it's an important question that, that people need to listen to. Is, is they, they really have a lot of options out there to help themselves. Uh, not, not This isn't a passive type of treatment that you have to do with Parkinson's. You gotta be very active. You have to kinda of learn, you know, what's wrong with you and why. You gotta learn what your deficits are, you know, what what weakness and you know, gait deviations and then figure out with the therapist how to how to rehab it and how to correct it. And exercise and nutrition are such key elements, you know, whether you did it before you had Parkinson's or afterwards, that's a big part of your your management of this problem. You, you, we can't cure Parkinson's, but you can slow it down. Some research has shown you might actually be able to stop it, but not, not a whole lot of research says that. But no one said you can cure it yet. But you can manage it very effectively. When you refer to exercise, what types of exercise do you do and do you recommend for others to do? Uh, a combination of, and again, you, depending upon how bad your Parkinson's is and, and the deficits, you know, people have almost universally have to work on their balance and coordination. Those are things that are, most Parkinson patients have problems with, and it's very important because you know, balance coordination. You trip and you break your hip, and all of a sudden you get, you know, another problem on top of your Parkinson's. Now you got a hip, a broken hip. Uh, and then that could lead to some back pain, and then blah, blah, blah. Then before you know it, instead of one diagnosis, you have like half a dozen. 
so working on your balance, doing some balance exercises, some coordination exercises, and then a lot of traditional strengthening and conditioning. You know, myself, I'm, I'm lucky enough where I can go down to the gym and work on their machines three times a week, and on the days I don't do that, you know, I'll do walking, which is really important, uh, stationary bike, something aerobic. Uh, but people need to do the walking. If they can walk with Parkinson's, they need to practice it and continue it and do it as an exercise because you don't want to lose your, your locomotion skills, so to speak. As you are well aware, Walt, there are many, many, and referred to earlier, options that people can consider for therapies. How seriously should a person consider physical therapy as one of those options they should take seriously? I think that's step one. And too many people I've seen, you know, they diagnose, they put on medication, and the, the doctor kind of is done with them except for follow-ups. And I'm like, you know, but you know, have you ever exercised before? And do you know how to exercise? And, and they usually don't. So, you know, step one is, is going to a physical therapist, having them develop a program for you, working with you themselves, or you can get a personal trainer that, at, the, at the club if you belong to a club, and really concentrating on developing a good program of strengthening and endurance and balance and coordination and how to do it properly in the right way. There's a lot of exercise out there, and you don't want to be doing something that's going to, again, harm you. So you have to get a good trainer, someone that's going to be familiar with your problem, that can help you set up a good program. I understand then you to say, Walter, that a person may hear the recommendation exercise, and so they're going to race out and begin to do some different kinds of exercises, and it's possible that they might actually hurt themselves. They'll be able to prevent that if they get some professional guidance of somebody who can look to see what their deficits are and, and have some recommendations about specific exercises they can do that will strengthen rather than harm. Would that be right? Yes, exactly. You also mentioned nutrition. Tell us all about nutrition. What are you eating? What should, uh, according to your experience, other people consider for their diets? Uh, it's kind of like if you're eating correctly before you had Parkinson's, you're just going to continue along those lines of eating correctly. If you weren't eating well, which a lot of people do not, you know, when you develop a problem like Parkinson's or any disease, any health problem, you need to kind of start eating better, you know, but, you know, well-balanced diet, you know, how much, when, you know, setting, again, having a meeting with a dietitian or even a nutritionist, a lot of health clubs now and a lot of uh, vitamin shops, they, they employ people that are knowledgeable and can help you know, develop the right kind of nutrition. Uh, again, that's, you know, that's like putting gas in your car, you know. You, you have to put gas in your car to make it go, and you want to put good gas in your car to make it run smoothly. And that's an exercise the same way. You've got to up a good program, you want to increase your strength, you want to work on your balance, coordination. I mean, it sounds like you get repetitive, but you, you know, people have got to get that into their heads. This is an active you know, rehabilitation process, and uh, it, it could help tremendously in how you can manage your life after Parkinson's. My interview today is with physical therapist Walt Maddy. Uh, this is Robert Rogers. I'm your host of Parkinson's Recovery Radio. A number of individuals I have interviewed, uh, Walter, 
take lots of supplements. Do you take lots of supplements? No, not not lots. You know, there's, there's so much, you know, hype and you know, marketing. It, it's hard to separate what might be a good supplement versus, you know, a waste of money. Um, so, you know, if I try to I try to go after things that I'm lacking that research supports helps, you know, certain deficits. So, again, I don't I don't take a, a lot of vitamins and supplements and herbs. I, I might try them. But I always tell a patient, why don't you just start with a really good, you know, multivitamin and try to get the rest from a good, balanced diet. Because if you're eating correctly, you don't need a lot of extra stuff. But once in a while, there'll be research shows this vitamin, you know, helped increase, you know, neuro, neurological response, blah, blah, blah. And Parkinson's, you know, it kind of raises your eyebrow a little bit and say, you know, maybe I'll try that. It's not going to hurt. If it's not going to hurt me, I'll, I'll try it. And if I feel better, and whether it's psychological or physical or otherwise, you know, it's it's worth doing. Now, of course, I've interviewed many, many different practitioners from different uh, modalities, from massage to chiropractic to uh, Feldenkrais to all sorts of other therapies. What is your reaction to uh, people who want to pursue all sorts of other options, uh, including Tai Chi or Qigong, et cetera, et cetera? Would that be something that you think somebody should pursue, or would you be hesitant to recommend any of that? No, I would definitely recommend you know, you know more than one uh, type of exercise or routine because, again, my weightlifting is good for me, my walking is good for me, but... You know, I needed something else, so you know, I, I took up Tai Chi Qigong, uh, which is more of a, a almost a martial art, but it, it teaches a lot of coordination and fluidity of movement, and it's really a good adjunct to what else I'm doing to rehab my Parkinson's. So I guess the answer is, you know, I, I would investigate and try other things, and sure, you could do them. It, it's, it's good to do Tai Chi and, and Qigong and all these other uh, Asian, I guess they're all Asian origins for the most part. And they, they help a lot, I think. Do you participate in a support group? Support group? Oh, I do not. My doctor would like me to do that. <laughs> Uh, you get in my. I don't have any excuse not to do it. I get involved with my own program and the exercise. Um, on my bucket list is to get involved with a support group because I I think it would help me, and I think I could help them. So uh, the support groups are, are are very valuable. I think. Right. You know, it's, I'm a professional, so I, I understood how to, you know, to deal with the Parkinson's. But a lot of people are not going to understand it, and they're going to be frightened. They're going to be depressed. You know, they're not going to know what to do, and, and you know, they, they, they needed some extra help, some extra guidance. Here's a question you probably didn't expect, Walter. What else is on your bucket list? My bucket list? Hmm. I'm not going to jump out of a plane anymore. That was on my bucket list. <laughs> I always wanted to skydive, but not, I don't think I'm going to go there anymore. This right now is is uh, I don't have anything on my bucket list per se. I, you know, I don't have a, any aching desire to travel. 
Uh, I, I like what I'm doing, and managing the problem is always, you know, kind of might limit me if I decide I want to try something. I can't. Oh, I can't do that. Um, so you know, you got to be aware of your limitations still. But that doesn't mean you, you know, you have to kind of crawl into a room and lock the door. There's, there's plenty of activities that people can do that have Parkinson's disease. Walter, many listeners of Parkinson's Recovery Radio have been newly diagnosed. All of this is just brand new and in some cases frightening to individuals. Mm-hmm. Given a person who uh, has experienced this now for about a decade, what kinds of thoughts do you have for persons who have been newly diagnosed? Get work and get active. You know, understand what's wrong with you, and you know, try not to be depressed. Try to be proactive. Understand that if you don't actively rehab this, you know, it's going to be worse, and you'll be limited. If you actively rehab this, it'll make you feel better. You know, all those wonderful effects of exercise uh, will will help you, but more importantly, it's going to help maintain your strength and function and your balance and your coordination, which are important. One general big overview picture that I get from your experience, Walt, is that while medications can certainly make a difference, they are not the end-all, so a person can't rely just on medicines or supplements for being able to address the symptoms they experience. They've got to get active and take some responsibility for themselves. Yes, for sure. Now, what question have not I asked you, Walt, that I really need to ask you? You've asked a lot of good questions, Robert. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Did we cover them all? We covered, I guess, yeah, we, pretty much so. I mean, again, the most important thing for people with Parkinson's disease is to understand that it doesn't have to be as bad as it is now. It could it could be improved upon. Uh, you may not be able to cure it, but you could definitely continue with your life and manage it. And some people uh, do a lot better than others. But you know, again, I use myself as an example. There's very little that I don't do that I that I couldn't do before. And, again, it's because of my mindset. You know, I'm, I'm going to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go for a three-mile three, three mile walk, and I'm going to go to the gym, and I'm going to work the weights, and I'm going to work them hard. Uh, I'm not going to expect the doctor to fix me with his medications or surgery. And, and yeah, that's a whole other bag of work. We didn't talk about deep brain stimulation, but you know, that's that's a growing popularity is, is, is teaching that, not teaching that, but performing that procedure with good results for the most part, but it's still, it still involves the brain, and it's surgery, and it's invasive, and uh, there are pros and cons to that, and I think it's, it's worth considering when you've tried everything else and you really can't live with what you got. But, you know, too many people are, are, are starting to do it that really may not be good candidates. They just don't want to live with, you know, this arm doing that, and it's just like, well, you know, Work on that arm, and maybe you won't do that. As opposed to looking again, we we always tend to look for that quick fix. And uh, deep brain stimulation should never be considered a deep uh, quick fix. I am 
pretty certain that some individuals listening to our discussion today will hear loudly and strongly your recommendation for exercise. They'll stop listening, the program interview is over, and they'll say to themselves, yeah, I know Walt is right, I really know I need to go out and exercise, but well, I'm just, I'm really too tired, I am sorry, but I can't do it. What do you have to say to them? What is what did Yoda say to Han Solo? There's only there's only do not can't. There's something so anyway that would be my message. You know you you, you can't say I can't do this or I'm too tired and you just got to do it. I mean it's there's, there's, I, I would tell my patient this, this isn't a choice. You need to exercise. This isn't a choice. You need to eat better. This is a choice. We need to go for walks. Let's do it. Sounds like it's kind of like breathing. You don't really have a choice, do you? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's harder to stop your breathing than to stop exercise, but <laughs> that's right. Well, Walt and Maddie, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to express your experience with not only your professional uh, responsibilities as a physical therapist, uh, but also your experience with really getting your full life back. You're an inspiration to many others. And I think what we'll discover is that those who've listened to your presentation will realize, wow, if he can do it, I can do it. If people would like to be able to contact you directly and follow up with your recommendations and learn more, what email address should they contact you at? They can contact me at wmady at comcast.net. wmady at comcast.net. It's a simple, simple email address. And, and to say that a little slower for listeners, that would be wmady. So it's, it's wmady, little, the little at whatever you call that sign, comcast.net, C-O-M-C-A-S-T, comcast.net. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here today and expressing your recommendations to our global audience who are individuals looking for just the kind of answers you provided to them today. Well, Robert, it's my pleasure to be here, and I thank you for allowing me to do that. Well, of course, it's my pleasure and privilege, I assure you. And that's what's happening here on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all of the women are smart, all of the men are, of course, handsome, and all of the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you've taken the time to listen to this amazing discussion with Walt Maddy, physical therapist, that you indeed are on the road to recovery in your own fashion, in your own way. Yes, many, many, many individuals out there are finding lots of solutions that address whatever symptoms they might be currently experiencing. And you've heard from Walter the kind of steps that are really critical to being able to get your life force back. Thank you so much for being a part of Parkinson's Recovery. We offer all sorts of free support services to our global audience, as well as courses, books, training programs, videos, blogs, 
and of course this radio show. So connect with us, be a part of our community, spread the world to all of your friends that we are a nice source of wonderful resources of information about the many, many, many different options that are making a huge difference to individuals, again, who are looking to find ways to find ways to relieve their symptoms and, in some cases, find that they can resolve all of their symptoms satisfactorily. Thanks so much for being here, a part of our interview today. We look forward to connecting with you for our next interview, which will be with Dr. Rollins, who will be talking about an incredible topic next week, which is aputosis, the ability of the body to regenerate and rejuvenate cells. I look forward to connecting with each of you next week. Thanks so much for being here today.